up, everybody? Welcome back to your favorite swim bait podcast, Scales and Tails, episode 40 tonight. Uh, we have, oh, excuse me, burp. I just I indulged before we started recording. Anyway, we have Mr. Trevor Johnson, which you guys know. It's been exactly 39 episodes since Trevor's been on. He was the first guest on the podcast, so welcome back, Trevor. And then we have Mr. Dustin Wheeler, who you guys uh, you guys might not be familiar with because he's never been on the show. So if you're not... Uh, you know, super big on the social media aspect side of things. You guys probably aren't sure who Dustin is. So I guess we'll start off. Uh, Dustin, who who are you? And where do you live? And uh, and uh, fuck, we'll, we'll we'll start off with the basics for now. <laughs> uh, Dustin Wheeler. I live in northeastern Oklahoma, uh, Holbert area, right on Fort Gibson Lake. Uh, big three piece swim bait guy. So. The big, big three-piece swim bait guy, huh? Yeah, special breed. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people have called me the triple trout king because I love Ooh, throwing the triple trout. trout so much. You know, I big might have white. to pick your brain about that because I've, I've never, I've never, I don't, I've seen one triple trout before. My buddy had like a six-inch one, and I never got. I wanted to fish it, but I don't really know if my fish would care for one, honestly. I I figure if I can catch fish on it, anybody can. So <laughs> that's there funny because that's, that's what I think too. <laughs> but yeah, well, it's, uh, <laughs> I guess Dustin, starting off, how did you get into the fabulous world of fishing, and then how did you kind of step it up and, and get into bass fishing and swim bait fishing where you are now? All right. Well, you know, this is episode forty, and I think it's kind of funny because I turned forty in a couple weeks. Perfect. And with that, I've been fishing for about 37 years. Um, my earliest memories are of fishing and getting hooked in the head by my dad. Oh, it's classic. Yeah, I mean, literally, I was hooked at a young age on it. So, but uh, dad jokes. Um, <laughs> you know, been tournament fishing forever. You know, my first tournament winning was in '94. At 12 years old. (laughs) Freaking baby. You little puppy. uh, (laughs) About seven, eight years ago, six, seven years ago, something. uh, I got on with Irod and talking with Matt Newman and the swim bait thing is all downhill after talking with Matt and hearing his theories on it and you know, I I was real intimidated by the big baits originally. And he told me, he goes, dude, does a fish have a mirror? It doesn't know how big it is. It just wants to eat everything. And I was like, done, sold. Haven't looked back since. Yeah, it's funny you actually just said that because I remember saying that. Oh, shit. I, dude, 40 episodes. It doesn't sound like a lot on paper, but that's like at least 80 hours of conversation. So I don't remember who, but I I had somebody and I were talking and that's why I was like, a fish doesn't understand how big it is. Like it doesn't have a mirror and that's why it's not crazy. Like down, down in like Mexico and stuff. When you see, you know, four pound bass eating a, a three pound catfish or a three pound tilapia, like they're just instinctual trying to kill whatever looks like the easiest meal. And they don't know if it's the same exact size as that fish. Mm-hmm. And if they can get it in their mouth, they will eat it. I don't care yeah, what or it die is. Trying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or die trying. So, um, have you always kind of been, I guess, originally when you started fishing and stuff and 
bass fishing and swimbait fishing, were you always like in in the West out there, or is that where you originally from, or did you grow up like down south or anything? Uh, I've born and raised in Oklahoma, around the Tulsa area. You know, up within a hundred miles of Tulsa is where I've lived my entire life. You know, oh, damn. I've, I've ex- you know, I've went fishing in Texas and Alabama, been out to California fishing, but you know, almost all of my fishing has been done in Oklahoma. Yeah. So, I mean, Oklahoma pretty much made you the angler you are today by the sounds of it. Oh yeah, for sure. How dialed do you have those lakes around you that you've been fishing for, you know, the last 20 years, 30, 37 years, hardcore. You know, some of them I've got dialed pretty good. 10 killer is a lake anytime friends have tournaments on it they call me and they're like what are the fish doing and even if i haven't been there in a month i can usually point them in the right direction and get them on a bag so that's why i always have my swim bait showdown tournament on tinkular yes which we will get into momentarily um what what is tinkular like um, I, kn- I know some college kids who fished it the last couple of years when they had tournaments out there. Maybe this was a couple of years ago. I'm not too sure, but uh, I've heard the name, but I honestly, I've never heard anybody like talk about it. Ne- not necessarily publicly, but like nobody, nobody talks about like, oh, it's a super deep lake or there's a lot of, lot of standing timber, like on fork. What's that lake set up like? Uh, it's one of the clearer water lakes in Oklahoma. Um, it's got, down on the south end, it's got 140, 150 foot of water in it when the lake's at normal pool. Big, giant bluff walls that seem like they run on forever. And then you can go up on the north end of it and fish semi-dirty water that's three foot deep, you know. It, it pretty well has it all. It's got standing timber. It's got humps out in the middle of the lake, you know. 150 yards out off the bank and being four foot of water but have 25 30 foot of water between it damn i mean whatever you want to fish that lake pretty well offers it except for grass it doesn't have any grass you know we don't have we don't have any bluff walls here but that's like uh river fishing and stuff down here like fishing uh bridge pilings um I, I just have gained so much confidence in it. And I think that fishing a bluff wall, I would have so much fun doing, like, especially in super clear water, something that I'm used to. Like, I think that's a bucket list thing I want to do is like those guys in like Arizona who are doing it in those like huge, steep, like cliff drop offs. And they're just, they're fishing like 20 foot bluff walls. Like, oh my gosh, I just, that's a bucket list thing because it looks so much fun. Yeah. It's a freaking blast, especially, you know, 10 killers got some really big small mouth in it which isn't something that Oklahoma has a whole lot of. we got quite a few lakes with them, but, I mean, just good population of them at 10 Killer. And it's got big largemouth in it, too. They haven't been wanting to show themselves that much this year, which is kind of a bummer, but, you know, if anybody's going to find them, it's, it's going to be the swim bait guys because those big small mouth they they're a little too curious yeah which i have some stuff about like stuff i want to ask about the lake but we'll ask that a little bit later um how how did you and trevor uh meet each other and 
end up on this podcast? <laughs> how did you guys become friends? Did you guys uh, kind of meet each other in the local kayak derbies or how did that come around? I'm sure Trevor right now is scrolling through underground as we record while he's not talking, but <laughs> I will. He, he definitely worry. is. <laughs> I've been quiet for too long. I'll jump in a little bit. Um, uh, let me start off with Dustin Wheeler is like the most genuine guy in fishing. Uh, I actually, we had done a deal on universe without knowing each other but we kind of associated the location that he was in oklahoma and i uh i'm from kansas but i spent a lot of time on grand lake uh some of y'all may remember if you listen if not i lived there for a couple years um so when showdown was popping up and i've been doing the swim bidding thing since i've I've, i was young i've been right at it for over 10 years now um it really caught my attention especially with it being on sin killer um you know it was within driving distance I hit him up and asked if anyone had an open boat because I didn't have a boat at the time. Uh, he said he wasn't planning on fishing it or he, I could jump in with him because he just wanted to stand back and be a tournament director. Um, fast forward a couple of weeks, my grandma passed away and Dustin actually reached out to me, not telling me why at the time until, you know, months later when we became really good friends to the point that, you know, he's our swim bait dad, uh, me and Patrick. Uh, we've kind of got a really tight knit group there uh, that, he decided to fish because he thought I needed the boost and go fishing with him. So I actually met Dustin through between, you know, universe. We opened a little bit of an exchange of a conversation and then our friendship started because of showdown. Your favorite swim bait podcast is now proudly sponsored by Leviathan Rods. Leviathan Rods is a Texas-based fishing rod company that's handcrafted and uses high-end made-in-the-USA rod blanks. Every sale from Leviathan helps support foster youth and their families. With Leviathan Rods, you're not only going to feel a difference, but you're going to help make a difference too. Friends of the show will also get 20% off their rod purchases by using code SCALES20 at checkout. So whether you're fishing at depths 250 or a square bill, make sure you're using the best rod choice out there. Leviathan Rods. Yep. Damn. So what was that like? How long has Showdown been going? Four or five years now? Uh, this This will be the fourth event, but the fifth year because I didn't do one yeah. last year. Okay. So I fished the Bassmaster Opens last year instead of having my tournament. (laughs) (laughs) And then you guys have just been, uh, Dustin, you fish the kayak trails and stuff, right? Every once in a while too. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a fishing junkie. If I can get into a tournament, I'll do it in a big boat, a kayak. I'll walk the bank. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, we, we've fished, we've crossed paths doing the kayak thing either together, you know, traveling together a little bit on some stuff. And we've actually fished big boat tournaments together and then, you know, go down and just fun fishing. Like I said, yeah. the crew, the crew we have is, is a really tight knit group. Um, so yeah, we spent a lot of time together. Yeah. So Trevor, did you fish Showdown your first year, or was it the second year, third year that you heard about it and, I, and fished it? I've I've fished every year Showdown. Okay. Yeah. So uh, what? So for anybody who doesn't know, what what is the show Showdown? Dustin, geez, I can't talk right now. Uh, Swimbait Showdown is an all swimbait tournament here in Oklahoma. Uh, like I said, this is going to be our fourth event. It'll be the third one on Ten Killer. I had one on McGee Creek. That was the second one. And, uh, you know, it's on my wall. Yep. (laughs) Whose boat did you catch that trophy out of? (laughs) (laughs) Man, I'm a good guide. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, basically, uh, you know, all swim bait tournament, 
six inch minimum on it. Um, you know, it's coming up. It'll be this Sunday, October 16th, $50 a person, uh, single biggest fish, uh, every man for themselves kind of format. Um, but you know, it, I, I might be jumping ahead, but I, I want to get into how it came about here. Oh, go for and, it, dude. And it, it comes back that, uh, sold bait that trevor talked about were our very first interaction comes back to this um i fished i don't know if anybody remembers or even heard of swim bait revolution that was on lake fork in 17 or 18 but i fished it it was a two-day event 175 dollar entry fee and you know i love the way that it was set up to swim baits only um i think they had an eight inch limit on hard baits no eight inch limit on soft baits and six inch limit on hard baits so i mean it was it was go out and throw the big baits and you know make it count but they had it set up great you early sign up you got a little prize pack with a shirt and stuff that said swim bait revolution on it and it just seemed amazing Get to the event. I lead the first day. I led it all the way up to the, like the last person to weigh in, and I got bumped second. Ugh. And there was twenty eight people in the event at one hundred seventy five dollars entry fee. So I'm thinking, you know, I'm still going to get at least seven hundred dollars, maybe. And they had a like two hundred dollar day one leader as well. Is what was advertised. <laughs> and for second place, I ended up taking home $175. Oh, hell yeah. Cashed out, man. <laughs> and exactly. so, and, and first place only got like, I think, 2500 or something like that. Damn. And it was just like, you know, there was a lot of money pocketed on this. And, I, I talked to the event ordin- uh, coordinator and he told me that he took the money for all the shirts and stuff that were given out out of the prize fund. And huh. that just, to me, that's not the way you do it. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to start my own swim bait only tournament. And I reached out to a few people, um, which actually I got to go back to swim bait revolution, the bait that, Trevor bought off of me on our very first dealings with each other was a Piz Shadley XL Favorite that I maker. that I got from a guy at that tournament for fifty bucks. Oh because, shit! Because because Piz's had not blown up at all yet. Right. Yeah. And like I, I caught all of my fish at that event on a Piz too that I bought for seventy five. So yeah, this we was, had a this time was... machine. This was Swimbait Revolution that, like, the, the, the white logo with the red R, right? That's that. Was yep. This... yep. Yeah, they haven't, they haven't posted since 2020. Do you, like, do you know the guy personally? Like, <laughs> no. Like, I reached out, like, after I cooled off after getting, driving home five hours and a with couple days later. $100 in your pocket? <laughs> yeah. I, I messaged him on Facebook and was like, I've got to know where did all the money go since it wasn't paid out. And 
he was honest with me. He told me exactly, you know, it paid for this, 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 and this. And I'm like, okay, well, and, and in his defense, anywhere in the paperwork for it, it never said a hundred percent payback. So, I mean, that was on me for assuming that all the entry would be paid back. So, I mean, what would have happened if there was only, you know, 30 guys who did it and he lost money? <laughs> I wonder what his plan on that was going to be. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, quite the quite the thing to stumble onto, I would, I would think. Was that the first and last year of, doing, of it being a thing? Uh, it was the second year of it. And the first year, they had like, 200 plus people show up and i guess holy shit like it was a lot you know it wasn't as obvious what happened with the money and yeah right after i fished the second one i started doing a little more research and started seeing all the chatter about how the payouts weren't what they should have been so once again it, it was on me for not doing my homework before signing up but That's it was kinda... still a fun event like i'm glad that i was there for it i mean that's pretty sick though catching six pounders all day long on big swim baits is a lot of fun so yeah i can't imagine was it a lot of texas guys that were there or did you see like you know your oklahoma and kansas guys like familiar faces from your area or was it all just pretty much locals that was that was fishing this tournament down there there, there was a bunch of Texas guys. There was uh, six guys that drove in from California and six guys Damn. that drove in from Pennsylvania, I believe it was. Oh, my gosh. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a long time hauling a boat. Yeah, hauling a boat. Like, you know you're going to go through at least two wheel bearings and at least one axle on, <laughs> on that whole trip. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But... That's like... um. Coming coming down for uh, the the spring gathering in uh, April down there, uh, mm-hmm. that in Dallas Fort Worth wherever it is, that's like a fifteen hour drive for for us. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I could, I I don't even want to imagine pulling a boat or pulling a trailer or you know just hauling anything, let alone making sure your car's ready to rip for that fifteen hour trip while pulling a fucking twenty one foot twenty one foot like Ranger or something like that. It's just crazy. Yeah, it, it it's definitely uh, it, it's a different mindset pulling a boat that far. And granted, the farthest I've pulled my boat's like nine hours or something. But still, even that, it's just like I hope everything stays together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You get super paranoid. Like I get paranoid too because I'm like, oh, so I know something bad's gonna happen. I just, what is it gonna be? Like, is it gonna be super bad or is it just gonna be like? okay, like, I, I can do this on the side of the road type bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. But. So you kind of, you, you went to the Swim Bait Revolutions tournament, and did you kind of get an idea of, of what you would do different or what you wanted to do better as far as a tournament goes? Yeah, and, you know, I reached out to a few people in the area. Um, first person I reached out to here in Oklahoma is Brad Vanderpool f5 um and asked i just straight up asked him would a all swim bait tournament in oklahoma would we have anybody show up and he told me he goes if uh you don't put a size limit on the swim baits 
you'll probably have a decent turnout. So very first showdown, we had no size limit. You, I mean, if you wanted to show up with a three-inch package, a package of three-inch Berkeley swim shads, whatever they're called, you could catch fish on it and weigh it in. And it was, <laughs> but only thing like that was another thing that I did is I made sure all all the money that came in on the entry fees was paid back. I didn't take any money out of the pot, and I still had shirts and gift packs. The very first one we had. Uh, gift packs that had a uh, burrito uh, taco uh, nachos. There was nachos. Nachos, yeah. yeah. Chartreuse and then a white nacho. Yeah. Had two yeah. nachos in each one of the gift packs for the early entry guys and had shirts for everybody, all that stuff. Like, all in all, I probably spent 1200 bucks out of my own pocket to just add stuff to this to make it awesome. Yeah. And like it. You you got to bring people in somehow, whether that be like giving giving a lot of free shit away, or you know advertising a hundred percent payout and doing a hundred percent payout, and it's just like I don't know. You got to be able to sell yourself. That's what I've that's what I've learned is if if you can wheel and deal and sell yourself, then uh, people are going to take notice to that for sure. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, like our first event, we only had nine people show up to, and we still paid out twelve hundred bucks on a hundred dollar entry fee per person. Yeah, dude, that's sick. Like that, that's it's the whoever won knew, like, oh shit, like Dustin did not pocket any money. Like he, I mm-hmm. have this, I have all this money right here in my hand. Yeah, and it was my dad that won it. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> out of your boat? <laughs> no, out of his own boat. Oh, well, that's not terrible. What do you win it on? What bait, what bait was he fishing? Eight inch triple trout. Oh, shit. And bone. Oh, and bone? Yeah. <laughs> so, and then I ended up taking a second. On second. <laughs> and I, I did it on a six inch mag draft, second cast of the morning. And then nice our buddy Patrick Reese, which is where we met Pat, took third in it on Chad Shad. Okay. You know, this must be the time that uh, Trevor started collecting uh, mag drafts because when I met Trevor in like 2019, he he was buying up every single mag draft. <laughs> He's uh, just an know, addict I, like that. So I, I think it was predestined on the mag draft, but it definitely. I think it was a freestyle. You caught it on, didn't you? Yeah, it was a freestyle. Yeah, I, I caught it I on. Go, oh, okay, okay. That much. Because that was right when the freestyles first started yep. hitting the market real good. And... Yep. I think we both had one package. Well, I had four packages to start off. So, because <laughs> you know, I need I need to fish the mag draft more. My buddy was catching some yes, smallmouth on it the other day, and uh, I don't know. I, I got them when they first came out, and then I just kind of stopped buying them because the one I got tore up, and I was like, oh, well, soft baits are lame. My hard baits never going <laughs> to fall apart like that. <laughs> I feel that on a spiritual level as well, but I'm <laughs> a mag draft addict. Can't relate, I've, boys. I've got other soft baits, but you know, I've got a bunch of burritos and stuff like that too. But mag draft usually gets the call. Patience you know, if, and glue. If, yeah, as I was gonna say, if I stock up on Mendit and stuff, it wouldn't be bad. But at the time, like I had no idea what was going on, and like. Once the magnet fell out, I just started belly hooking it, and that trouble just ate through it. I, I caught a bunch of fish on it. Don't get me wrong. I caught, like, eight or nine fish on it, but it was just fucking toast. It was gone. 
Do you uh just curious, did you keep the, did you have the magnet still? Could you have still acquired the magnet? Uh I think it came out on a cast. All right. I think it was not on a, a cast say, fell out. Just uh, glued in there. Uh no, I, I throw a put a toothpick through it. I'll push it up and put a toothpick on it and it'll hold it in that place a little bit. So it's got mm-hmm. it on the back end still and catches. You know, I, I think I think I could catch a lot of smallmouth doing it, but oh, yeah. I don't know. I probably just need to buy another one and dick around with it. I, I need there's a couple baits like over this winter that I'm just gonna acquire for total smallmouth river annihilation in the spring. Like S Waver one sixty eights, you know, the five inch and, and the baby bull shads. Uh there's just there's a lot of bait. Yeah, a six inch triple trout because I just wanna catch a catch a fish on one because it's like a staple bait. <laughs> Get an eight inch triple trout, not a six. An eight inch? Are they, yeah. are they better? Yeah. Just skip it and go straight to the ten. Well, I mean, if you want to be a man, but if you want to start that? off what's as a boy, get an eight inch. <laughs> what's what's? There's a guy named Big Big Shaw. Big. There's a guy out in California, and he has like fourteen inch ones or something. Uh huh. I've had and a twelve inch one. I just, I just like... know this because I bought um a pink three-piece negotiator from him in the spring and his, I think his name's like Sean or I think it's like Big Sean or something as everybody calls him and he catches stripers yeah. and bass like on these like I don't know I just I, <laughs> I've only dealt with him once but I was scrolling through his uh underground profile and I'm like oh my gosh like I did not know there was a triple trout that big and like he has like a shit ton of them and they all have his name carved in them and shit and I'm like oh <laughs> this guy must be legit <laughs> yeah he he's has a 12 inch solid white one that uh doesn't have his name in it because it came from me no okay (laughs) but Mm. back to showdown there there was one other thing that i did that i was like this is what's going to get people in here is i try to contact all the different bait companies that i can and see if they'll donate donate baits for the prize table and a bunch of the companies have been really good about it triple trout i mean if you look at our Swimbait Showdown logo. The first two events, he sent ten baits each to, and uh, he he sadly wasn't able to get any to us this year. But if you keep up with old Scott, you know he had a big move and didn't make baits for about seven months, and he's trying to catch back up from that. But and then yeah, so so you guys, winner gets the cash payout, and then do do all the jeez. Uh, all the participants get like put in a bucket and then you draw names for prize packs or how do you guys go about that? Uh, I pay the top three, regardless of how many people show up, I pay the top three and they get trophies. And then if there's a fourth place fish that's weighed in, they get the first pick off of the prize table. So there's been events where fourth place came out better than the first place winner did. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You know, we've, We've had Piz baits, BGCs. I mean, I've I've got a Toxic for this year, um, Sly Guy. Um, Joey Lanciotti is supposed to be making a bait for. It'll get here after the event's over with, but it'll still go to the person that catches the biggest smallmouth of the event. Um, you know, we we try to try to keep it nice and interesting for everybody. And also, so far, everybody that showed up to each event has walked away with at least a bait. Yep. That's sick, dude. Like, that, especially, like, the ones you're listing off. Like, dude, I'd be happy with a fucking 
S waiver. I got you. I don't care. Like even just going and, and getting to, to meet a bunch of guys. Like that's like that that's that's the thing for me is I went to the gathering this year and I didn't sell a whole bunch of stuff. Like I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I sold a good amount of stuff, but just being able to, I haven't been able to make it in two years just to be able to go around and shake guys' hands and, and have people walk up to me and be like, Oh my gosh, you're the, not, Oh my gosh, but you're the guy that does scales and tails. Right. I'm like, Oh shit. Like, yeah, yeah, that's me. And like, just, just being able to see guys I haven't seen in two years and, and talk to people and, and shake people's hands and, you know, uh, compare stories and, and techniques with guys in person, face to face. It was, it was awesome. Like Jason Carroll, I talked to Jason Carroll every single day and to be able to meet the guy, like stumble into his campground and, and take a steak from him and talk to him for an hour and a half and then talk to him all day Saturday. Like that was so badass. And I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't buy any raffle tickets or anything, but if I did and I didn't win anything, I wouldn't care because the experience was completely worth it. No matter if I win anything or walk away with a bunch of money, it doesn't matter to me. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm the same way. I mean, the people that I've met through showdown, I mean, like Trevor was saying earlier, I mean, me, him, and Patrick met at the very first showdown, and we're a pretty tight-knit trio there, and I probably would have never met Brennan Banks if it wasn't for showdown. Um, Landon. Yeah, he's caught one or two, I think. <laughs> Maybe three. Overrated and chance. Landon Edwards. Um, I mean, there, there's too many names to... Landon Edwards. The name sounds very familiar. Yeah, he, I, I talk, he's caught one or two little fish. Yeah, I've shared a thing or two. He just caught a DD <laughs> this week. Shout out to Landon, my boy. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah, he's one of the real ones. Five. Yeah, he's good. It's a, it's a hammer. And he's what, <laughs> 20, 21 years old? I think, and... he's like, I think he just turned 12, honestly. Well, I mean, he looks like it, but, <laughs> but the kid <laughs> is good. Like, I secretly hope he doesn't show up to showdown because he's probably going to be the one that wins it if he does. <laughs> oh, I, Trevor and I have, I don't know if we talked about him on Trevor's yeah. episode or if Trevor, yeah, I was about to say, I know we've talked about him before now that I go yeah. to his profile and look at it. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I've also, like I said, I've shared a lot of his stuff because I, I, I cheer for the kid. Because you fanboy over him. There's a lot of talent in that kid. Kind of oh, yeah. me off, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are born with it, and he he was. Yeah, uh, he works hard too. I mean, they're on the water right now. Uh, him and Patrick are sending us pictures as as we're sitting here. Yeah, <laughs> are they pre- or are they just fishing no, for fun? They're just fishing. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure Landon's on the water like ten days a week. Yeah, yeah, on <laughs> Patrick's hours on the water. Yeah, exactly. Him and Patrick both are just constantly fishing. Yeah, it's uh, I know I I I wish I had a boat and I wish I lived close to a lake that I could fish. But you know, I've gotten pretty damn good at fishing fishing a river. Like I feel like pretty confident that I could go to a river and I catch some fish anywhere right now. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, if you move to the Midwest, we don't freeze out as quick, too, right? The real Midwest. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if if I move to to where we've been talking about, it freezes a lot worse there than it does here, which is very <laughs> unfortunate. <laughs> But uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see where that ship goes. I don't know. In yeah. the springtime, maybe scales and tails will be relocated. I'm not sure. I, it'd be cool, but it'd be fucking cold. <laughs> Alaska, for anybody who doesn't know. No. Yeah. 
Um, salmon. Sa- salmon on swim baits is a thing, I think. Yeah, um, Ben Linnell in uh, shit. I don't know if he's in Colorado. I remember he caught a Chinook on um, a hater crank down, and he just caught two like 17 inch brook trout on GC70s today. And he is like, "Oh, the small ones are out." And I'm like, "Dude, 17 inch brook trout. That thing's that. That's a pretty damn big brook trout for anybody who who doesn't know anything about a trout. That's a really good brook trout." Yeah, I, I'd gladly take a 17 inch brookie. I think the biggest I've caught is like 12 inches on a night crawler, like 17 inch on a swim bait, dude. Oh my gosh. Yeah, um, yet to catch brooks so. though. some rainbows. Cool fish. Oh yeah, a lot of rainbows. <clears throat> um, so it when you guys met, oh, I guess it was at the showdown. So it was I guess Trevor? He'd, he'd been some bait fishing for a while. So at that point. Did you guys fish together that first year or no? In the same boat, yeah. I should say. Yeah, yeah. yeah the first two fished. years we fished together, and then he abandoned me last year, the last one. <laughs> oh yeah, I fished with I fished with Patrick last year. Yeah. Um, Trevor, was that your first time fishing ten killer? Uh yeah, yeah, that was my first time on ten killer. I'd fished dang near every body of water around it. I think at that point. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I'd never been to sink. It's deep and clear, man. I know I'm a swim bait guy, but <laughs> I like my shallow, muddy water. And so, uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I just, I'd never been there. No, it's it's a very cool fishery. And now that I've, you know, I've grown and had to learn the Ozark lakes, with you know, all of my kayak trails take me on more of that type of body of water. But back in the day, I wasn't spending my time there. I was gonna go play with braid. I was gonna go to Thirty Water. <laughs> That's what I was just about to ask you was. For anybody who, I know I have some guys in Oklahoma who listen as far as where, I don't know, but I've told them about the showdown and stuff. But for anybody who, who's going to attend and hasn't fished 10 killer, what can they expect from a guy who, who fished it for the first time four or five years ago? Is, mean, it, is, it over, is it overwhelming for never being there? Like, cause there's so much stuff to fish. Like I said, um, I have fish. Well, yeah, if you had to break down the lake by yourself, I mean, you definitely went to your map studying before you go in. Um, not that it's our most serious uh, stressor of a tournament. Obviously, we all like to cut loose and have a little fun, but you're going to do your map studying. Understand what you're doing. The lake can get evil if the wind is laying wrong. I can tell you that right now. Uh, me and Patrick yeah. almost went fisticuffs one day because he left me out there getting beat up in the boat while he was getting the trailer because he was talking to someone. He'd have whooped my ass, but I'd have taken it because that lake was beating me up. Um, but do your map studying. It's any... To me, it's it's an Ozarky type reservoir. It's different, but you know, if you know how to fish bluffs, you you, you know what you're looking for. There's docks. I mean, there, there's a plethora of things to do, and you can do it in any size of boat, right? You can choose mm-hmm. your run just like anybody of water. But it's you know, do your map research. It's just like anything else, and just you know, ask questions. If you have questions for people, hit us up. We'll get you the right answers. We're not going to lie to you. We're not going to tell you where we're going, but we're not going to lie to you. I mean, if if you ask me where I'm fishing, I'll tell you exactly where I'm planning on starting and where I'm going after that. I I don't care. I mean, I want everybody to catch fish in this. And I I also got to say, the lake is seven foot down right now. So if you're doing map study for it, uh, minus seven foot off all this. (laughs) Go back a couple of years. Yeah. Is is this lake have a is there is it a backwaters or anything or is there a dam that goes to it all or is it literally just an inland lake that gets dumped into with creeks and stuff into it or just a, a fucking lake a bowl? <laughs> it it is a an old dammed river, um, 
that's been carved out to be a a flood control. Okay. But uh you know, it it's got some major feeder creeks. It's got the Illinois River running into it. So, I mean, it it has natural springs in it as well. So, keeps the water warmer in winter and cooler in summer. But you know. does uh is does it get pretty wicked? Um maybe even just conventional fishing and like the ditches of the old river channel and stuff? Well, the ditches of the old river channel for the most part are 80 to 100 plus foot deep. Oh, shit. So, so yeah, it gets pretty wicked. <laughs> so you're not doing a whole lot of fishing in the old river channels, but... Yeah, damn, that's fucking a lot deeper than I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say like 30 or 40, not 80 to 100. But in that same vein, I've caught fish on those river channel edges in 80 foot of water in the heat of summer and the dead of winter. Obviously conventional fishing, but yeah, right, right. Damn dude. That's, that's fucking, that's deep. That's like deep, deep. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's fun too throwing a three eighth ounce jig and letting it hit bottom on 80 foot of water. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely a 200 size reel, not a 150 that day. <laughs> Nah, just downsize oh. the 10 or 12 pound line. <laughs> Go shallow. <laughs> I'll lose um, with my pride. <laughs> kind of going, like, look, I guess still talking about the showdown as far as like participants and stuff. Have you guys noticed swim bait fishing getting bigger in, in Kansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, Arkansas areas, or is it still kind of, you know, uh, it's, it's, as Trevor put it, kind of the cool kid thing necessarily where uh, guys who do it, do it. And the guys who don't are still conventional fishing because they think it's crazy expensive and there's not big enough fish in that area. We uh, let me do my take and then Dustin can say it nicely. Um, We definitely have the poser crowd moving in, you know, and I'm not saying it's not for everyone. If you're into it, do it. But if you're going to do it, like (laughs) don't, you know, you know, skateboarders back in the day, they knew who was a poser. <laughs> I mean, um, if I get on Universe and, and you're answering questions and you've been in Universe for a week, uh, I'm sorry, you're probably not the guy I need to be asking the questions to. And we're starting to have that wave hit in the Midwest. That being said, there's a lot of new guys who are doing it and grinding it. Uh, I mean, I think Landon's pretty new to it, really. Um, and guys like that that are out there doing it. But the wave is definitely taking over the social media Pole jumping is definitely taking over all the ugly stuff that, you know, we were kind of avoiding for a long time. You know, people hold jumping in Texas and, and up at, up north and then, of course, out west. But, you know, they're all fishing on top of each other anyways. Um, we're starting to see that. I'm dealing with it the least, probably. It's There's some in Kansas that have kind of started showing up that, you know, I'm I'm down to help anyone. But, you know, don't act like you know what you don't know. You know, if I don't if I don't have the answer, I'm not going to try to answer. And and we're having those people kind of start to pop up. The biggest thing I hate is the whole jumping and blatant. You know, you know why they're there. Um, it started a few years ago and it's just getting worse. But I think that's that's the age of social media and kind of what's made swim baits not lame anymore. And swim baits were a lot cooler when they weren't cool. Dustin, you want to say it nicer? Uh, I agree a hundred percent. You've definitely got a lot more people that would, you know, five years ago, they wouldn't have been caught dead with 
a six inch glide bait in their box and now they've got boxes full of six to eight inch glide baits and And they don't throw anything over five still yeah (laughs) but you know there there's a lot of people that i mean especially on tinkler it the last few years there's been a few people that have been down there winning on swim baits winning tournaments on swim baits and because of that it's gotten a lot of the local regular guys starting to buy them and starting to throw them more and you know they some may know what they're doing but from what i'm seeing a lot are just blind casting them basically they don't know exactly what they're targeting yeah just kind of just willy-nilly wherever they get a bite then they'll go from there (laughs) It's yeah, an image. I, they got the image, man. They're a swim baiter. They have an excuse yeah. to not catch fish, even though you know it's not that hard to go get bit by dinks on, on swim baits. It's really not. Um, it's just an image thing, and that's that's a lot of what this newer age. And again, I know I'm a young guy, but I've been doing this for a while. Um, it's an image thing, completely and totally. Yeah, I and the, the trophy hunt's dead a little bit. Not everywhere, but your social media guys, a lot of it, it's dead. It's, you know, it's a lot, you know, he brought up skateboarding. It's basically a whole bunch of kids that have decided they're going to be skateboarders and they're showing up with, you know, World Industries and Birdhouse because it's a skateboard and they look kind of cool or hookups because they have half naked girls on them instead (laughs) of, you know, the guys that are actually out there really trying to skate that are just showing up on ATMs and shove it's because they're cheap and they know they're going to break it in a couple, <laughs> couple trips if that. Yeah. Right. You know. Right. Um, one thing we can, we can do the same thing where, where Trevor talks and then Dustin talks. So as, as you guys say, it's getting bigger and stuff. Do you guys have stores out there, tackle shops that are readily available? Not necessarily like obviously like Mickey's storefront or Buka storefront, but do you guys have like mom and pop shops that carry, you know, S waivers and, and maybe bull shads and stuff like that? Or is that still kind of a niche thing where you can get stuff on Tackle Warehouse, but as far as like some of these other builders and stuff, like like uh, Two-Face and stuff, or, you know, anybody else toxic where you have to have to be in forms or, you know, look on Instagram for guys like that? Or are these shops kind of starting to, to catch the wave and load up on, on these garage baits and stuff that are harder to get uh, other in other ways? <laughs> Um, so we, you know, when you, you say down here, Kansas specifically, you may see an Arashi glider or something like that, the old AGB. Um, but our area, the Midwest, you, you're dealing with Arkansas, Missouri. You've got, uh, I mean, modern outdoors, not that far from me. Bayworks is not that far from me. And then hook, line and sinker who carries some of Kevin's baits, uh, KGB for those who didn't, you know, catch that. You're seeing those. Um, they carry bull. I've seen bull sheds, and I think all of those or most of those. Um, so the market is definitely here. As far as Oklahoma, I don't know closer to Dustin, but as far as Grand Lake, you're mainly still going to see, you know, some mega bass stuff and AGBs. Um, oh, did we lose Trevor? No, I think we. Oh, no. oh. <laughs> I, I was reading your, I was reading your your text, and and no, it's uh, 
It's a tackle stop in Nixa. Nixa's not that far from me. Modern okay. tackle. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I literally have a job right now. It's in Nixa that we. <laughs> I work construction for those that don't know, uh, which most of you don't. Um, so we've actually drove by the shop. I've never been in because I've been with my boss every time we went to the job site. But uh, if you had a good boss, he'd let you stop. I know, no kidding. Um, so yeah, it, it's a market that's growing here. Um, you see some garage builders here and there, uh, but mainly AGBs and and, and mag drafts. Uh, Dustin, a little closer to Tulsa now. So what, what do you see? Yeah, um, you know, in actual Tulsa, you don't really see it. Um, you know, Bass Pro's got AGBs and mag drafts, and there's a place in Claremore called Nabatac that they carry some swim baits. Um, there's a local guy in Claremore, big swim baits. A bunch of his baits are in there. Uh, he's got a bunch of baits at Honey Creek up at uh, Grand. Um you know, there's a gas station down by Ten Killer, Jimmy Houston Outdoors gas station. You can go in there and buy a 168 waiver and baby bull shads and stuff like that there. Um, they used to have a ton of gantrels in there, but I guess we all finally bought them all up from them. <laughs> there's a couple smaller shops here in Wagner that uh, carry the Jinko swim baits and... Um, there's actually one that's carrying some of the six cents swim baits here in Wagner. Oh, the, the snitch or whatever it's called. The trace and draw. Or the draw. I don't know. That... I, I keep saying the snitch and I don't know where the fuck that's coming from. <laughs> I think that's one of their soft baits is the snitch. Oh, okay. That would make sense. I, I'm not a big six cents guy, so Trevor can tell you about that later. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not gonna say it's weird to hear shops because you guys are like you know in that ozarks like uh trevor and our buddy ethan we'd always go back and forth on if michigan was part of the actual midwest and you guys are truly a part of the midwest and it's weird to hear you guys talk about having shops that have stuff like that because even even here in michigan we have muskies and you know people people musky fish and pike fish and stuff like that and you know our quote-unquote big bait selection like even at cabela's is nothing dude like there's there's medusas and and there's one piece gliders and stuff and and like the old what i think they're like water wolf ploppers like the old wood cedar cedar ploppers mm -hmm. and shit but like literally that is where it ends even at cabela's cabela's doesn't carry uh mag drafts cabela doesn't carry s waivers even the bps brand like we literally do not have nothing in michigan there's one little tackle shop it's in the town I live by, Grand Rapids. It's called Allen Bob's, and they have they have some uh, some S waivers and some Gantrells. But you know, I can't imagine that a lot of people buy them. And then you obviously have Kevin Van Dam's uh, Emporium of Baits, his tackle shop, and they have S waivers and shit too. And I actually know a kid that lives down there and works there, and he's like, "Dude, we don't sell very many of them." And so. It's nice that it hasn't taken off here, I would say, but also mm -hmm. from what you guys were saying, like it doesn't matter. Like it, it's gonna find a way one way or another. I was scrolling on Facebook the other day on like Michigan bass fishing or whatever the fuck it was, some some goofy page, and uh, a, a guy's holding a TK and he's holding like a decent three pound fish on it. And he's like, oh, who fishes swim baits in Michigan? And 
dude, there was probably 70 comments. I mean, there was a lot of the, the a lot of the guys who who are in universe and stuff that I know that are commenting pictures and stuff. But then there's just like a bunch of people. Oh my gosh, what bait is that? What what kind? What rod do you fish that on? I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like two years from now. It's it's just gonna be the mainstream thing. Like it's not gonna be, uh. It's not going to be lucrative. Lucrative is not really the word you want to use, but it's just going to be, everybody's going to be doing it, I bet. Mm -hmm. I mean, basically with anything, look at what happened. Look at at California, and that's what's going to happen eventually. Yeah. There's a lot of talented in California. I don't know if there's the same amount in Kansas. (laughs) (laughs) Just being honest. Yeah, I'm including but, myself there. I'm I'm from Kansas, so. But it, it'll still it'll eventually happen where, just the fish have seen so many swim baits they get real picky about them, and yeah. next thing you know, you got a spinning rod with six pound line and a little drop shot on there just to try to catch a fish. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, like, look at you guys, and like you guys are saying, it's kind of catching fire there, and look at California, like. Not to not to bash the Midwest, but California, you have inshore fishing, you have uh, deep sea fishing, you have, you know, like brackish water, you have, uh, you know, regular bass fishing on like Dixon and all that stuff. Like there, there, you have mountain trout fishing. Like there's a shit ton of different styles of fishing out there, and swim bait fishing blew up as much as it did. And now backtrack to the Midwest where we have bass fishing. Uh, you guys, do you guys have trout or not trout fishing? Do you guys have like salmon and steelhead and shit? Probably not. I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. No. So you guys, you guys have trout stocked ponds. Um, fuck. What else is there? You guys have catfish. Yeah. <laughs> maybe a maybe a paddlefish. Paddlefish maybe. Crappie's pretty big in the Midwest. Um, yeah, crappie fishing's pretty big here. Yeah, a lot of casual anglers will crappie fish for food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's about <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Kind of so, it. yeah. So exactly, like here, it's the same exact way. Um, I'm sh- is bow fishing big down there? That's like another thing, but that's completely fucking different because you do that in the middle of the night. But like, yeah, mm-hmm. around here. I I think one one counter to your your point is look at what they were chasing in Cali though. They had a actually yeah, not at yeah, a world that's record. True. I mean, that's when it started, right? Their their true shot at a world record. That world record's not swimming in Southeast Kansas. I can promise you. Um, but it might so, be. <laughs> yeah, poof. If so, it was brought from somewhere else. Um, and they were shoving trout <laughs> down its throat the whole time. Um, world record so, catfish, maybe. There's some big cats, I'll tell you that. Um, so I think that you know, I, I think it, I still think we're playing with a fad a little bit with some of these people because they're not trophy hunting, so I don't know what they're going to get out of it. I can go catch as many two pounders on a crankbait as I can with a swim bait. You know, you see a lot of the guys posting two pounders. It is cool to catch two pounders on a swim bait. I've done it. I'm not saying I'm, I'm innocent of it, but you know, that's about the biggest you're seeing from them. They're throwing these swim baits and their PB is still four pounds. I, uh, I feel it? personally attacked on the two pounders <laughs> and swim baits. What's, but. <laughs> what's the, what's the long term appeal? I guess is my thought. You know, and maybe yeah, exactly. I know it's your podcast, and I'm asking questions now. But you know, is there no, a long term? Go for it. Is, is there a long term appeal there for someone who's, you know, I'm throwing a swim bait because I want to catch a better class fish, better than average. I'm gonna catch two pounders while I'm doing it. Yeah, I'm gonna put them on my story, and it's fun. But mm. you know, the guys that aren't getting better with it, and that's you know, that's their ceiling for lack of a better word, without just some random catches every now and then. Well, you know, if I was doing that, I'm going to go back and throw a jig. I ain't too proud. If I want to catch fish, I want to catch fish. Um, mm-hmm. 
and that's you know, I think it'll fizzle some people out. Yeah. If, uh, yeah, especially because, like, I mean, you spend, uh, how much is one of those six cents? Six six cents baits, like seventy bucks. I think so. I think they're in that fifty yeah, some, somewhere yeah, around so, there, which is yeah, which is kind, a good of, kind of a lot. That's yeah, a good opinion. investment. But, I mean, yeah, yeah. So somebody buys one, and you know they they're catching you know five they catch five two pounders on it, and then you know they're not used to fishing a three ounce bait, and they tie a shitty knot, and that thing's fucking out in the stratosphere. They're using shitty gear for it. I guess it, it, I'm agreeing with you, Trevor. Here is like somebody's gonna be like, why is this? This isn't worth it. Like, I need to go buy a, two, a sub two hundred dollar reel. I need to go buy a hundred and fifty to three hundred, four hundred dollar rod. I need to. I need to switch my line every two weeks. I mean, okay, I know a lot of people do that a lot more, but I'm not one of those people. Anyway, they're like, hey, just this is. <laughs> they're like, oh, wait, this you guys change line? <laughs> no, I don't. I have. I have a reel. He doesn't. You guys uh, are the same person. Yeah, I have I have a reel with sixty five pound braid for the last two years that I'm still fishing. But anyway, <laughs> I'm not um, quite that bad, but I'm close. <laughs> um, it's like at what point in time is there not a trade off for somebody who, especially especially if they're not in these groups and forums and and have like friend groups like you, Dustin, and uh, 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 Patrick, Patrick, Trump. Patrick, yes, yes. So, geez, sorry, Patrick, if you're listening. Um, and, and like if they don't have if they don't have these same like minded people to to talk to to bounce ideas off of to compare and contrast to to kind of ask what they're doing like I think I think you're right Trevor I think it's gonna fizzle out with a lot of people because they're like oh this is like this isn't cool like nobody else is doing it I can't I can't go on Facebook and I can't talk to talk to my Kansas City fishing bass fishing group yeah. about fishing a jig like i can a six cents uh eight inch glide bait because it's people aren't doing it because they can't sustain that because it costs so much and a lot of them that are don't know what they're talking about so they're not going to give you good advice anyways there's a lot of old boys that can throw a spinner bait there's a lot of old boys that can teach you how to throw a spinner bait um the true you know knowledgeable people of throwing the big swimmers and i'm not again i'm not saying i'm the smartest of the smart or anything like that but you know, you put your time in and and it's really time, not, not being in it for six months and then giving advice, like you've been doing it your whole life. Um, and they don't have that group to lean on. Um, again, I'll help anyone. I really will. But if you're asking silly questions and I see you going, giving people answers that <laughs> to their questions, like, I don't know that, that just kind of makes me scratch my head in any mm-hmm. walk of life. That's not just swim bait fishing. Yeah. I actually know nothing, so I don't tell anybody jack shit. Unless it's river smallmouth fishing, then I have a slight idea. <laughs> as long as I got a picture of a two-pounder, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, shit, what was I gonna say? So, uh, so you guys both, you guys, you guys fish the greater Midwest area as far as those, you know, core core four states. What's your guys's favorite state to fish? And then if if it's a decent sized lake, favorite lake, obviously for Dustin, it's probably Oklahoma and Ten Killer. But we'll start off with Trevor. Uh, favorite lake or favorite state, and then favorite body of water. If it's if it's not going to get blown out by you saying it, my favorite body of or, water. Or des- descri- describe the body of water if if yeah. that's better. We so 
one of the most famous fights that happened in the last few years was my favorite up until recently in Arkansas. And I won't say the name, but if you're close enough, you know where the hell I'm talking about. Um, Tin Killer's cool. I like throwing I like throwing swim baits on Grand because it's not getting done very well, very often yet. That is a place that they're starting to. Um, we know some guys out there doing it. Um, some of the bigger name guys are doing it, and that's that's what really gets your your local crowd into it, right? Um, mm-hmm. That's just my favorite place on earth to be. You know, I love being there. Um, I love fishing the strip pits in Kansas with swim baits. That's you know day in day out. That's that's my favorite place, but you know, we make a yearly trip to Texas <laughs> and just the, the feeling of being in Texas with a big swim bait in your hand, even though I'm fishing with my uncles who, you know, they're beating a bank, right? So my targets are a little limited on how we're fishing them. But the, having that possibility of a true giant, um, they're not the most fun days, but, you know, Texas and then a couple local trout stocks are my favorites because of the possibility, right? As far as going out and fishing, Going fishing with Wheeler or Patrick, no matter where we're at, it's going to be a good time. But the 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 draw of truly chasing a you know DD type fish. Um, so Texas is always cool, no matter where we go to Fork, you know, most of the time. So I know that was a lot of not answering your your question because I'm not about <laughs> to blow up a name. So uh, Dustin, go ahead and blow up your favorite body of water. I mean. <laughs> Local Oklahoma, you nailed it. Tinkiller is my favorite place to go. Yeah, but I mean, just straight swim bait fishing. I Texas, Texas is where to be with a swim bait in your hand. I mean, like Trevor was saying, the true opportunity at a double digit fish is there on basically every cast in every lake in Texas. And I don't fish Texas nearly enough, but, you know, Love Fork, that's where my biggest swim bait fish has come from, um, which I do have a six-pound, one-ounce smallmouth on a 10-inch triple trout here in Oklahoma, but my 712 at Fork was pretty awesome catch. Um, I do have a trout stock lake here that's, I haven't caught any swim bait fish out of yet, but uh, I know it has some true, true giants in it, like mid-high teen fish, state record quality fish in it that I'm going to chase a lot harder this year than I have before. We say this every winter and neither of us commit to it. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert. Yeah, but but I've got the bass cat now. You do. The electric rig. It's very yeah. important. Put the electric rig on the trout pond and go after them. Get me a live it's... scope on there and a big heavy glide bait and see what happens. Fuck, if there's date records, I'll be, loved. I'll be out there live lining a trout. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Easy killer. Yeah. DNR don't okay. be listening. Oh, oh, is, is it illegal to live line trout where you guys are? Or where you're at. In Oklahoma? It, it, it depends. It's frowned upon, probably. I think it's, I think it's mainly illegal. I think we're illegal. I don't oh, even know. Oh, it's, just, it's, not, it's not even just frowned upon. It's yeah, illegal. Just... Next question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, nothing I've dabbled in. I don't lie. 
but I actually don't know. It's something we can Google and I'll text you later. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, so you guys are both really well versed in conventional fishing because obviously for anybody who didn't pick up on it, uh, Dustin is a big tournament guy from what I've been able to pick up and what I see on Facebook and stuff. Has that helped you guys, um, you know, fish, fish your swim baits more efficiently, kind of like we talked about earlier where these new guys are just casting the cast and, and, you know, every, every blind squirrel finds an area once in a while. Does that help you, you know, cut down on the casting times and either maybe put more fish in the boat or pick up the swim bait rod when you're confident that you're at the right conditions and at the right spots for that fish to bite? I think so. 100%. Yes. And I'm going to use this past weekend as an example. I've been fishing 10 killer pretty solid the last three weeks. And I haven't been able to get bid on anything but a whopper plopper. And anybody that is fishing the lake knows that's the bite right now. So, But this last weekend, I was finally like, you know what? I'm going to put the whopper plopper down and I'm going to pick up a big wake bait. And I'm just, I've been moving the whopper plopper pretty fast. And I was like, I'm going to pick up a big wake bait and throw it in the same areas that I'm getting bit on that plopper and see what happens. And my biggest fish in the tournament last Saturday came on that wake bait and jumped off another five and a half, maybe six pounder on that wake bait that I was horsing him. Got too excited when I seen how big it was, but you know, it sounds like, sounds like you need a Roman made throb. You know, I used to, I used to have one. Levi Jones got it from me. Did you catch fish on it? Never did. I didn't really? Really? I caught a shit ton of fish on mine. I still have mine. I don't fish it much. But first first week, my buddy actually surprised me with it because I'd always wanted one. That was like a dream bait of mine when I first started. And I caught a shit ton of fish on it. And then I hooked a really big smallmouth, and my line snapped. And I, I, I like honestly cried. And about an hour and a half later, my cousin you know, launched in the lake and he was rolling through some lily pads and he picks up this bait. He's like, Hey, was this the bait you broke off? I'm like, Oh my gosh, you fucking found it. And then I caught like four more fish with it that day. And then I just haven't found a bite with it since then. Well, show up Sunday. You'll have a bite with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I told you to get down, bud. Um, I should have. I, I, <laughs> I, I didn't answer short, short answers. Yes. I think the knowledge of conventional fishing has definitely helped me. Um, you can translate them into each other. I don't think it's necessary because there are some anomalies out there that just live by the big bait. Um, but for me personally, yeah, definitely my time growing up fishing, you know, helped me understand lakes and breaking them down. So, yes. Um, another thing, I guess, well, I guess we kind of, Dustin already touched on the answer earlier. Uh, Dustin, what's your favorite bait and what's your favorite way to fish it? Whether that, well, alongside of technique where to place it uh season that sort of stuff i mean basically from the time the water temp gets to 55 till it drops back down to 55 i love throwing a three-piece um solid white 10 inch triple trout is probably the bait that i'm most known for throwing and for the most part I want the wind blowing 2025 and I'm going to go to where it's hitting the bank the hardest and I'm going to reel that triple trout slow through it. What, uh, what's your, what's your gear for that? Are you using like an HG or using like a six, two? Uh, I'm using, usually it's a six, five. 
um, six, five or seven, two, just depending on which rod I have it on, but I'm still creeping it just below the surface. You know, I went from, uh, an HG, so an eight, two to a six, two the other day. And oh my gosh, I, I felt like I was fucking reeling backwards. I, I mm-hmm. came back upstairs and I switched my reel out because <laughs> I'm like, fuck this reel. This thing is so fucking slow. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what, what's your setup as far as like rod and reel for, for your triple trout bite? And uh, line, throwing 10 inch triple trout. Um, either using the IROD Kamana 804 mod or the Bailey Swim 804 from IROD. Uh, loose Super Duty 300 and either the 6.5 or 7.2 gear ratio, 65 pound braid. Braid, I like that. I like that. Trevor, Trevor knows I like braid, but I stepped away from the braid this year. Been fishing, uh, been fishing co-poly, and I like it. But uh, I don't know. I've lost some fish and I've lost some baits. But that's we'll talk about that later. Trevor, what about you, man? Uh, I mean, the, the easy cop out's the six-inch mag draft. With my mag draft. My, my, <laughs> my favorite bait to fish is is a battle shad. Um, I like throwing the battle shad, and I like throwing a glide. I mean, that's. I mean, really, if you look out in my box, it's mainly glides and and soft baits. Um, I like the battle shad, and that DD gill is nasty. Um, that's kind of a new one that I've got yeah. my hands on, and it's it's insane what he did with that bait. Um, the Jew glide by Toxic also. Those two baits have caught me quite a few fish recently. Um, yeah. I've not stuck, I stuck one pretty good one on it, and then it stuck me back in the hand that we never put on a scale on a recent trip with Dustin. But, yeah, uh, that that was a good fish too. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I like a glide and and I like my soft baits. Uh, battle shad citizens. Are you oh, fishing your battle shads and citizens with underspins, or are you just doing a weighted beast hook or weighted whatever fucking hook it, you use? I don't even know. It it depends. Uh. I, I throw it on a beast a lot, but there's sometimes around grass, you know, I'll throw, if I'm throwing a smaller one or if I'm throwing a city and I just want a little more flash, depending on the, the clarity, I'll put a flash, you know, I'll throw a flashy swimmer under it. Um, a lot of the time, just a straight beast though. And just, uh, vary my color. But. Interesting. What, uh, what's, what's your, what's your soft bait setup? And then we'll, we'll work our way over to the glide bait setup. Uh, my soft bait setup would be an 804. So the Bailey swim. And what about your real? real 300. Uh, right, right now I'm throwing a yeah, 300. Oh, uh, you're Daiwa though, aren't you? Uh, right now I'm throwing a Shimano. That's uh, shocker. Oh. I, I normally do throw a lot of Daiwas, but I bought one of the Scorpion uh, with the MD. That's a sweet reel, and the price you can pick them up for, I almost don't want to talk about because I don't know if people realize them. <laughs> you can get them for like 200 bucks, and that reel, it, it's re- I mean, it's a good deal. Um, I do like the Daiwa. I like the 300 size Tatula quite a bit too. It depends on, I have small hands, so I actually kind of like the way that Scorpion fits on the 804 better. Um, and then for glides, the 794 Kamana, same reel, or Corrado K201, depending on how many reels I have at the time, if I'm selling crap and <laughs> moving stuff around. Uh, 20 pound floor on both though. Dude, there's something to be said about fishing like an eight foot rod with a 200 size reel, like especially yeah. some rods, some rods balance out yeah. so good with the 200 size reel. Like it's absolutely, it's scary how like, it feels like there's nothing there. Yeah. It, especially long days, man. Right? If you're grinding out, it's, it's, it's kind of nice. Once you hook those big baits, it's, you know, 
you get sore. It's it's a real deal. Mm-hmm. Especially you know, when the, you're 40. At the ripe, I was about to say at the ripe age of 21, I get sore sometimes, but I, <laughs> I really, I got to be casting against a wind. I got to be casting against the wind with an eight ounce bait and just really trying to huck that thing. <laughs> It'll come, bud. Oh yeah, unfortunately, I had something wrote down I wanted to talk about. Uh, where was this at? Oh shit, that was the Roman made throb thing I wrote down. <laughs> um, shit, what was I gonna talk about? There was something else I wanted to touch on, and I completely forgot what it was. Curious, while we're you know just sitting here and he's thinking, who what what's gonna win? What's gonna win showdown? What's your yeah? There we Dustin? go. There we go. What, what's what's your predictions, Dustin, for top three? You being first, um, obviously, with the plopper hidden in your boat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I've out. got all the conventional pulled out of my boat already. So, <laughs> um. I, I think a five, five and a half pound fish is probably what's going to win it. Uh, probably be a green fish. Probably caught on a two faced swimming gill wake. <laughs> <laughs> not, not because it's tied on my rod right now, but because it's tied <laughs> on my rod right now. Is that the one you got from me? Yes, it is. Yeah. Nice. But uh, now I, I think I think a five pounder will win it, and we'll have. A couple four pounders for second and third. Um, what do you think the biggest brown fish would be? I'd really like to see. I'd I'd like to see a four and a half five pound brown fish weighed in, and I I know Patrick. I know that there's plenty of them in there. I know that there's one that's still haunting Trevor on a paperweight. But I didn't even know it was brown until he told me later. That that was for your story. own safety. That was a big fish. That was Trevor, elaborate on this story because I want to hear about it. <laughs> uh, showdown, last showdown. Showdown uh, three. Showdown three, 2020, me and old Patty Cakes roll up to the spot. We were going to run somewhere else. We saw everyone else running, and I, I, I was driving um, probably because of how Patrick's night before was. Uh, I was <laughs> actually driving the boat, and I check on the map. I said, screw it. Let's run over there. That looks good. We worked down, hit a point. I chop chop a paperweight twice, and it just stops. Um, Beast 40, 804, I mean, plenty of rod, and just stops me. Just thrashing. And I, I'm not, you know, it's still, like, just light outside, and the sun's kind of right. It was, it was wild. Patrick starts freaking out, goes to grab the net, and it just comes off, bait comes flying at me. Whatever, I just keep fishing. We don't say a word for probably, I don't know, five minutes, and Patrick goes, ah, I was like, I think I said the first person, that was a big one. He said, yeah, that was a big smallie. And I said, excuse me? He said, yeah, that was a brown fish. And I said, oh, God. I mean, it. It. I, I swear to you, I don't know that it's possible the way I fish my stuff, but I think, it, I, I think it pulled drag when it hit. And I don't even know how that would happen on the way I set up a Beast 40 and an 804. But <laughs> that was, I don't like to tell fish stories, but that one still to this day, when Patrick's face <laughs> looked the way it did, when it said it was a brown fish, I was, I was stunned. I thought it was a big largemouth, just pissed off. Dude, I, uh, you know, especially today, I hooked a lot of fucking fish. I caught a lot of fish, too. Anyway, none of them very big. But I think that you can tell, uh, obviously this doesn't go with fucking everywhere because fish are always different, but when a smallmouth hits your bait, it's like, it's dead weight. And that thing already, I don't know if they already turn their head and start fucking swimming away, like they don't realize they have a seven-inch bait in their face or what. 
but like you can you can feel that fish either turn or just dig straight down after like you get a few rod cranks in whereas like largemouth i've been able to tell as soon as you hook them dude they just start they just start shaking freaking out whereas the smallmouth dude you set that you sleep into it and it's just like dead ass weight and you're like what the fuck like that big one i caught tonight i honestly i bounced it off the seawall and i honestly thought i hooked a log or a grass patch and then like i got like four rod cranks in or four reel cranks in and then that fish started to freak out i'm like oh this is this is a good one i don't know if that's like same same with those fish down there obviously you know we're only 1500 miles apart i'm sure the exact same there the road, yeah <laughs> uh smallmouth i don't you know i don't smallmouth fish as much as wheeler but they're angry creatures yeah they're 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 full of piss and vinegar on the big baits it's like a freight train ran into your bait down yeah there. yeah you know after this i might go smallmouth fish i don't know yeah i can if I can get on them like I was earlier. <laughs> no kidding. On a best waiver size that we will not name. <laughs> Bigger than a 120, but smaller than the, <laughs> the normal one. <laughs> um, is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we close her down? Any any you know topics you want to talk about or elaborate more on the showdown if there is anything we didn't cover already? <clears throat> uh, Dustin, I think you should go over who all sent baits like quick, quick. Yes, yes. Now you well, kind of ran through it, but like Who's going to be there? What baits are going? To, I mean, what baits are going to be there on the table? Uh, as of right now, I have an eight-inch instigator from Zimmer. I've got a couple of glides from Golden Belt Customs. I've got a glide from Clutch Swim Baits. Um, I've got two glides from Choked Swim Baits. I've got the Juke Glide from Toxic. I've got a Sly Guy Gill. The 6.2 inch and the new 6.2 inch looks freaking Ooh. phenomenal. Got a bad boy two faced glide gill. Um, I've got a box full of bass tricks, soft baits, and I mean a bunch of them. Um, let's see, what else do I have? I think that's all I've got so far. I'm still waiting on a couple oh. packages to show up. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Brad with F5 is supposed to be bringing a couple rods, supposed to be getting an eye rod or two. Um, like I said, still waiting on some packages. Um, but yeah. Lanciati. Yeah, yeah, the Lanciati for the big small mouth. Uh, should have a le- legal dope package showing up here pretty soon. I have no clue what Edwin's sending. Dude, he's got a shit ton of baits. You'll never know until you get it. Exactly. I like th- this is Christmas for me because, <laughs> like, the only person that's told me what they were sending was uh, Sly. I knew for sure what gill I was getting from him, and everything else has just been a surprise for me. So it's it's been pretty cool for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the sponsors would make this happen between the sponsors and Dustin and all the work he puts into this. I mean, it's a cool event. It's it's all it's one of my favorite every year. The whole weekend, we act like children. Let's let's be real. We we yeah we have pretty fun during the weekend of showdown. Um, and I've got to do a shout out to my wife too because we always have lunch after weigh in, and yeah. my wife is always there with it prepared. Um, last few years, my dad's been the cook, but my wife's been the one that has it all prepared and ready for us. This year, my wife's cooking. She's not very happy with me, but she still loves me so. <laughs> we're, we're we're gonna have uh 
hamburgers and hot links at weigh in, so yeah, I, I took the cheap bomb. way out. Yeah, it's I still did, always bomb. I uh I did have the meat for the hamburgers donated to me by Pollard's Beef. That's my father in law. Not father in law, stepfather. Huh. <laughs> and uh but uh he donated all the meat for the, the hamburgers, so you know. Yeah, you know, like Trevor said, can't do this without the people that are sponsoring us and helping us out on this stuff. Everybody's yeah, dude, always pretty awesome about it. So. We got some sweet deals on the trophies, too, and they look pretty slick. Dude, I got the them, trophies I, are amazing. I got them sitting next to me and uh, knocked them out of the park. They're pretty sweet. Um, yeah, I'm you need to send me that picture. picture. Yeah. Get those posted tonight after we quit recording. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's fucking sick. You know, I wish, I mean, I'll, once again, I don't know what it's worth, but I'll, I'll donate some shirts. I mean, I won't, they won't get to you in time, but whoever <laughs> wins it, just shoot me, shoot me a message, whatever shirts they want and what sizes, and I'll send it to them for free. I don't care. Scale that's awesome. Sponsor. And you'll work that out. Um, I'll help, I'll help yeah, facilitate that. Um, we appreciate that. Very uh, much. Yeah, I, it's an awesome event. Adrian's supposed to be in Kansas and uh, you know on Friday, but he didn't make really it this year. Really <laughs> he was he's, No, dude. I uh he's running behind. The the podcast <clears throat> is probably when people well it'll be tomorrow, so maybe not, but podcast is mid midway through getting LLC'd right now, which therefore means uh the scales and tails will have its own bank account. Not that they don't already, but they'll have an yeah. official bank account with their own credit card and everything. So uh that also You're means there's it, business expenses and stuff and, and writing shit off. So that means whenever I go anywhere is it's a business meeting and I can write shit off. Uh, well, we, can't, we can't wait to see this winter for our fishing trip then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited, dude. It's uh Dude, you make it to Oklahoma, I'll take you to that trout pond I was talking about. There we go. I'll catch the state record. There's gonna be an asterisk by it because I've never been to fucking Oklahoma. <laughs> I'll, have my, I'll, have to, I'll have to buy a fishing license after we catch it. Be like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, That's a write off. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I don't. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Shout, shout anybody out. Shout any of the guys you shout. Ah, Jesus. Shout any of the companies you guys work with personally. I mean, I I got to shout out Matt Newman at Irod. He's been with I've been with him the longest out of everybody. I mean, the dude is legit one of my best friends. I mean, I can call him and shoot the shit, swim baits, pro fish, and whatever with him anytime. Great dude. Yeah, I'm. I'm also with Irod a little less than Dustin. Dustin kind of helped facilitate. <laughs> I've been fishing him longer than damn it, but uh, we uh, he did help me with that. And Matt's Matt's an awesome dude. But I want to shout out uh, Mr. Patrick Reese because I think Patrick Reese will win this big smallmouth this weekend. That's my call, and it'll be on who who knows what what baits he'll own by Sunday. I probably one of my baits. I'm I'm probably Dragon holding Slayer. the bait. <laughs> he'll he'll probably win it on one of my baits that he trades me out of this weekend for something weird. Who knows? That fully um, checks out, and I support yeah. that. Yeah. So, um, Dustin, we appreciate what you do. Adrian, thanks for having us on, dude. This this is cool. Thanks for yeah, sure. letting us showcase this. Showcase this. Yeah, man, for sure. I'll put in all of the uh, 
Is there an address to the boat ramp and stuff? I'm sure. I'm sure, one of you guys yeah. probably has that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Some. Yeah, we can drop a pin. Yeah, we can drop a pin. We'll. we'll, we'll How's that say? Yeah. I'll put the description. Oh, Jesus! I'll put all that <laughs> stuff in the description for anybody. I know I have some guys in Oklahoma and and who listen to this that aren't aren't you guys that uh, I've I've talked talked about it before, but I wasn't really sure. So I'll shoot all those details their way. And uh, like I said, the description. Or, oh my gosh. The location and the time and everything will be in the description. Uh, these guys' Instagrams will be in the description. Is is uh, oh my gosh, wow! As the night goes, it's just really getting bad here. Um, <laughs> as with the uh, the swimbait showdown Instagram and all that good stuff. Uh, geez, uh, make sure if you guys haven't already to uh, to to rate the show, rate it truthfully. It always means a lot when when you guys give me five stars. Also. Uh, that you guys will be hearing this tomorrow, which is Wednesday the 12th. So uh, coming up real soon is the beginning of the Thanksgiving um, give back, which is pretty much all the profits from Thanksgiving design will be going to a local food pantry in the greater Grand Rapids area. So uh, I got a lot of cool stuff on the way for that. Got a lot of cool baits from uh, from some companies that have been uh, very nice enough to donate baits that you guys will be winning if you buy anything. Like I said, all the profits are getting donated, so that'll be pretty badass. Just kind of a big thank you um, to the to I mean, just just giving back because you guys have given so much to me already. It's fucking crazy how big the show is. It's almost to forty thousand plays, which is absolutely bonkers. For some reason, you guys enjoy forty episodes of me and the special guest talking every day, which that's cool. I mean. It's weird just because I'm thinking about it, but obviously you guys enjoy it. Um, but uh, like I said, make sure you guys follow. Make sure you guys follow Dustin and uh, Trevor on Instagram. Like I said, all their stuff will be in the description. Make sure you guys follow Scales and Tails underscore Podcast on Instagram. Um, shit, I feel like I'm missing something, but I don't know. I want to thank these guys for coming on, and I want to thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys have a great Wednesday, and I'll talk to everybody next time. Thanks, guys. <laughs>